0: Weirdos. This is the incredible Byron Katie. For those of you keeping up with the podcast week by week, uh, we spent last Friday, Valerie and I, on uh, We Made It Weird, the new Friday installment of this podcast, basically talking about the work of Byron Katie. The work is a process of self-inquiry that Katie uh, discovered, basically, when she had her own self-realization moment that we sort of allude to in this conversation. I want to cover a little bit of this before you hear it, just because... I wouldn't say this is like an introductory talk. We sort of dive right in. So I want to give you some of the basics. Uh, Like 30, maybe 40 years ago, Katie was so depressed, so anxious, so toxic, so angry that she literally found herself uh, away from her family, her husband, her children, and placed in a halfway house where literally the other um, patients were afraid of her. So afraid that she was going to physically harm them that they put her, or, or emotionally harm them, I'm not sure what they were afraid of, but they put her uh, in the attic, basically. They were scared of her. So she had her own private area in the attic. And very similar to another wonderful teacher of mine, and so many of us, Eckhart Tolle, she basically had a, had a breakdown, a breakdown of her ego, of her sense of self. And it, and it just went away. Um, In Eckhart Tolle's words, he could no longer live with himself. Katie had the same sort of experience. She just broke. She snapped. It wasn't working. Everything that she thought was her life wasn't working. And there, at her lowest, she woke up one morning, and a cockroach was crawling over her foot, and she had this moment of self-realization. And in a flash, she realized that everything that was causing her suffering in that moment wasn't really happening. It was all an image in her mind, and this is what began her exploration of this uh, process that was revealed to her called inquiry. Inquiry is very simple. I'm reading right now from A Mind at Home with Itself, although I do recommend Loving What Is if you're going to start with a work of hers, because Loving What Is really steps it out more slowly. But uh, just to do it quickly, it's whenever you have a thought like, my parents should respect my job or whatever it might be. You ask yourself four questions. Is it true? Can I absolutely know that it's true? How do you react what happens when you believe that the thought is true? And then the last one is who would you be without the thought? And each one of them you really sit with it. You're not so, you're not intended to go through it quickly. I go, is it true my parents should respect my work? Yeah, it's true. Is it absolutely true that they should respect my work? And this is where it gets a little tricky. You're like, well, they don't, you know, they don't respect my work. So, I, you know, I can't, really, I can't really tell somebody what they should and shouldn't respect. So I guess it's not really absolutely true. I'm, I'm doing this in a speedway. When I feel it, I feel tense. When I'm without it, I feel free. And then you do what's called the turnaround. The turnaround is going like, my parents shouldn't respect my work. And you sit And you see if that's true. I should respect my work. All the different ways that you can kind of play with and bend the phrase and and sit with each one of them and see if it has anything to teach you. It's incredibly powerful stuff. Incredibly, incredibly powerful. I'm glad I'm getting this in here um, because I, I did feel like maybe this might be lacking if you just dove right in as this podcast sort of does. There's one thing I wanted to say, uh, whenever Stephen Mitchell, her her, uh, wonderful husband and author, who's also going to do this podcast coming up soon, he always writes a little disclaimer in the beginning of each of the books, and I'm going to read a little bit of the disclaimer um, about what it's like working and and, uh, experiencing Katie. So this is what he writes. A first experience of the work, as a reader or an onlooker, can be unsettling. Katie's deep compassion, which is totally without pity because she sees everyone is free, can seem harsh to those who are used to pitying others and themselves. I am your heart, Katie has said. If you invite me in, I am the depth you haven't listened to. It had to get louder to appear as me because your beliefs were blocking it out. I am you on the other side of an inquiry. I am the voice so covered up with beliefs that you can't hear it on the inside. So I appear out here in your face, which is really inside yourself. It helps to remember that all the participants, Katie, the person doing the work, and the audience, are all on the same side. All of them are looking for the truth. If Katie ever seems to be insensitive towards someone, you'll realize upon closer examination that she's making fun of the thought that is causing the suffering, never the person who is suffering. You'll also notice that Katie, he gives a disclaimer, often calls people sweetheart and honey, which sometimes bothers people, a lot of them from New York, that she maybe sounds like a waitress in a truck stop in Oklahoma. But to her, these endearments sounded conventional, and to some people they sounded conventional and insincere. but for Katie, they are the literal truth. Everyone she meets is the beloved. I also, one final note before we get to it, um, we talk about okayness. Um, Katie mentions people being okay, and I really thought this was important to keep in mind. She has a different definition for someone who is okay than maybe you or I do. Um, she writes, this is her words, I realize that everyone is always okay. They're always in a state of grace, whether they realize it or not. So just keep that in mind as you listen to this. I, I always think of Ramdas. sometimes when he would give his lectures, he'd say, This might not make any sense, but you need to know people like me exist. And I sort of feel like that. If you listen with an open heart, uh, I think we're in for something very special. This and every episode of You Made It Weird is brought to us by our friends at Charlotte's Web. Buy some calm gummies, CBD gummies, and support this podcast. That's really important. Uh, at this time, if you want to show support to the show, which of course is my only source of uh, livelihood at this strange time, if you want to show some love, go to com slash weird and you'll get 10% off some calm gummies. I just took some and they are fantastic, helping with all the weirdness of this time. It's also brought to us by our friends at Living Libations. I realized a while ago that I'm very mindful of what I put in my body, but I realized I wasn't being very careful about what I put on my body. I was buying shaving cream and face washes that I thought were fancy because they were expensive or had French names, but actually they were made with chemicals that we know are linked to disease and toxicity levels that were never intended for humans. Of course, your skin is so absorptive. Everything you put on your skin is getting into your body and affecting your system. So I wanna eat food where I recognize the ingredients and I want my skincare to be the same. So I was so thrilled when I, on my own, discovered Living Libations. Living Libations makes top-of-the-line incredible, wonderful skincare with ingredients that you recognize, like their ginger exfoliating scrub, one of the most intense and (laughs) thorough, I guess I'll say, for an exfoliating scrub, meaning it's not some middle-of-the-road hippie version of an exfoliating scrub. It's even better than the stuff you might buy at a CVS. It's even more effective and you can read the ingredients and you'll recognize them it's made with plants and oils and extracts that you can pronounce and they're real and they're natural and it works and it's wonderful i I use that and i clean my skin and then i use zen shave that's their shaving cream that is so clean and natural and moisturizing you can actually use a dab of it as an aftershave not some anonymous Neon blue goo shot out from a pressurized can at 7-Eleven. You can also get their best skin ever moisturizer, which is what I use before bed. It smells great, it feels great, and it leaves your skin looking radiant and healthy because it's getting that earth-grown, beautiful, natural stuff that it needs. And whatever you need, face, body, eyes, teeth, we've got Leela on baby products from Living Libations as well they have a premium natural and wonderful product to replace the random chemical nightmare that they sold you at duane reed so go to livinglibations.com and use promo code weird for 20 percent off and finally i want to if you want to show support get some living libations get some charlotte's web or please get some underwear everybody needs some underwear make a small purchase make a big purchase that's what i did a couple years ago val and i realized that we're grown people. And we didn't feel good about our underwear. This is true. This is not copy. This is me telling you that I had heard about MeUndies on other podcasts. I had heard that they're made from the softest stuff on the, on the earth. MeUndies is all about softness. They're serious about softness. So serious that they scoured the earth for the softest fabric known to man and started with sustain, sustainably excuse me, sourced beechwood trees that magically turn from pulp to yarn into undies. They're great fitting. They're super soft. I love the patterns. And we just did a little test buy, and then I was like, let's do it, let's commit. Now every pair of pajama pants and undies that I own, that Val owns, is MeUndies, and I'm so happy and I'm not going back. I have a MeUndies membership. That's a subscription that sends you new pairs right to your door. I'm a little embarrassed to admit how excited I am to get it. You open it up, you look at the pattern. Leela loves them. She always points at like the Yeti on my drawers or whatever it might be. Uh, Chinese takeout boxes, a lot of fun, interesting stuff. And MeUndies has a great offer for my listeners. For first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping. It's a no-brainer. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. You get 15% off your free order, free shipping, 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash weird. That's MeUndies.com slash weird. And you can show your support for this podcast. It would mean a lot to me. And I appreciate you guys listening. Sorry for the long intro, but I had a lot of, for people that jumped to the end and thought that was all ads, you might want to go back. I, I just explained a little bit about our wonderful guest, um, Byron Katie. What a gift she is. I'm so thrilled for you to hear this. Please enjoy the wonderful conversation with Byron Katie. Get into it.
1: Hello. Hello. Hi. Hi. Oh my goodness.
0: Hello. Hi, guys. Hi, Steven. Hi. Hi. I am so sorry. This is such a perfect place for us to start, though. Yeah. Here I am going. I I have stars and pop stars, whatever you want to say, movie stars on. But I get the most excited talking to people like you, and then I left you waiting for fifteen minutes. So. Oh, it was a
2: it was a good wait. I um, basically, <laughs> I enjoyed it. You know, Did you, it, I'm so glad. Oh my gosh it's it's amazing. It's, it's like the best part of life is waiting to see what the mind does Ugh. at a time like that. And, and then really nothing shows up. Mm. It's, it's, um, it's a beautiful life, this internal life. It's
0: a wild one too. I, I'm sure is. you've worked with people like me. I'm a creative, I'm a comedian, I'm an actor, all those, all those show things. Yeah. So in the 15 minutes where I thought we were waiting for you, but I, <laughs> I, I had forgot. I actually said to Katie, I was like, I'm sure she's talking to somebody and she just couldn't break away because she's so present and loving and all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, literally I had just not emailed you. In that fifteen minutes, I was like, "She's going to be livid." Uh, I've, I've broken Katie. I'm going to see how she really feels because your books are so lovely and mean so much to me. My fantasy immediately goes to you, piece of shit. I hate you. How dare you know how important my time is? I start. Yeah, I know. I know. This is. I feel like
2: you're attacking my child. Oh, no. Oh, honey. <laughs> you oh, mean me. My God. Oh, my oh.
1: Oh, What kind of parent are you? I know.
0: I should oh. be so much nicer to myself. But, and I swear, I promise I'm not just saying this. I took, we both love Eckhart Tolle. I took yeah. a nice conscious breath. And I was just like, what are you doing? Yeah. I started realizing as we all do, we carry. So I looked at all the dumb questions I have for you. And I was like, this is a trip, man. This is an ego trip. I'm hoping that she affirms me. I hope she tells me how good I am. All this. You talk about so silly. And then I was like, of course the invert of that is that you'll tell me that I'm bad. But what (laughs) a,
2: what a trip. (laughs) Yes. Oh, I can't tell you you're bad. You know it's how the mind works, but I, I can, I can, I can. I, th- I think I said it. Be don't 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 attack him, hmm. and just notice when you do, which is what I hear you saying. You're awake that you do. Hmm. Yeah. And, oh my gosh. So nice meeting. So nice it's, meeting you. It's Please.
0: wonderful to meet you. I'm so. Aww. I told Stephen, who's a tremendous writer as well, he's involved in all your books, um, that I've been reading. I read Loving What Is, and now I'm reading A Mind at Home with Itself, and I've been watching your stuff on YouTube and all that. And I'm just. I I said to a friend. I said, I, I read 50 pages of Loving What Is. It, that's a, maybe a quarter of the book. And I was like, I think my life has changed. Oh. This is a remarkable thing that you're giving to people. So I get really excited to talk to you. So I'm very, very happy to meet you.
2: Oh, gosh. You know, no strangers here, huh?
0: That's right. Well, I, I one of the great things I got was I was like, I'm meeting Katie, but I'm really meeting my project, my reflection myself projected onto Katie.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: The feeling that you said something, I'd love for you to speak on that, that you're like, I don't tire of answering the same questions for 30 no. years Mm-mm. because it's always different because the person is different. Is, is that how you feel?
2: Well, it's, I don't mind answering them because I'm hearing them for the very first time. Mm. And so the way I respond, um, I never know what it will be either.
1: <laughs> but
2: we both get to find out together. Mm. And because it's all, it, it, it comes out of the the spont the spontaneous, authentic, and without judging it before it comes out, it's just free. Yeah. And and so we both get to.
0: I love what you said about because I sometimes, Katie, get in a space where I catch myself believing myself to be a teacher. Yeah. It's when, it's when I want to feel special and that I'm doing good and that I'm yeah. contributing and I get caught in that role where someone will ask me something and I feel myself go like, well, I know, I know the answer to this and yeah. I can quote this and yeah. I can quote that. And you talk about the self emptying of true, true answership. Would yeah. you talk a little bit about that?
2: Well, for me, it's, it's, uh, you know, you use the word teacher and for me, um, I, I, um, I'm testing this as I say it, but I experience it this way. I'm a student. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that um, the world's my teacher. And that, that's, you know, this is, I refer to this often as earth school. <laughs> and everyone's here to teach me and everything is here to teach me as well. I love
0: it. Yes, please keep going.
2: Yeah. And it's, um, so there's, it's, it's turns out to be without, um, without exception to be a friendly universe,
1: hmm.
2: Everyone everything other than what I'm thinking about you and me and the world and myself, it's a friendly universe. So all that, all that needs to be dealt with is um, a faulty perception. And for me, a faulty perception is anything that would go against our true nature, which Mm. is an, a, a loving kindness, and the test for that is that when we are thinking like he this and she that, and, dun da, dun dun dun, you know that kind of thing. It's you can see the dun da, dun da, dun, you know, you you can see it, feel it, and and that goes against our heart, which is like a symbol for our true nature. So, and then you know, da, dun da, dun da, dun, and then later. that replays in my head and the guilt that happens. So that guilt is where my part shows up. If I don't miss it, if I don't catch it immediately and by catch it, I mean to notice Mm. just to notice the cause of my suffering. And if I don't notice, it will show up as guilt it it was I said or did something that opposes what matters to my heart, my true nature. And that's something we can't get away with. It's where all war is born. Hmm. Whereas if we just look to ourselves, that really is it's someone that looks to themselves. It really is the the end of war in the world because hmm. it leaves only you to deal with and for me to get in touch with with life out of that nature with everything said and done is to understand that well i'll say it like i'll say it like this pete is to understand the ego is not some villain it's not something out to get us it's a teacher it is mm. here to to um to listen to to you know it's it's um the ego is 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 it's something fighting for identity it can't rest
1: mm. Mm.
2: you know in the silence you know without the ego we wake up <laughs> and it's all so clear and that the ego Ego comes in, and and the ego is is you know it's a, a state of mind like this worm that's taken over our brain, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and it's like the state of mind that needs to be understood, and that's what inquiry is all about. Well, that's question the ego so it can finally just trust itself, mm-hmm. find a mm-hmm. home in itself, and rest, and that's the end of duality. Mm. No opposition, just true nature.
0: To incorporate the ego, not destroy it.
2: Yes. Yeah, to you, let it have its say. Yeah. And, 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 and if it says something terrible is going to happen, for example, um, and I meet it with that question, is it true? And I, re- it really is an invitation. There's no war in it or motive other than just to wait and see what meets the question. Mm. And that can only be our nature, wisdom. So it meets the question, is it true? And the ego begins to trust. And then Mm. eventually it finds a home in wisdom. Mm. And that's what I mean by a mind at home in itself.
0: And did the ego sort of had to learn to distrust, wouldn't you say, when when you were young? Maybe it it was.
2: Well, it can't trust itself because it's nothing. (laughs) it's false identity trying its best to to be this object we call we refer to as my body Mm. Mm. but mine can never be body it's not a physical um it's not physical you can't touch it Mm.
0: and this is what i love about your work is that and the work is that we talk about mindfulness and we talk about consciousness. Here's what to do very practically. If you have a thought, my, this by the way, as a comedian, if it means anything, I think your work is so funny. I find it very, am I chopping up again? It
2: really leaves, you did for a while, but but really (laughs) leaves just, Um, laughter and how can I help just a life of service Mm. yeah and I think when you um, you as a comedian that's where you're at your best and your freest you know it's a service it's it's if we're not laughing you know and and laughing doesn't have you know it's a way of life laughing doesn't have to be like ha 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 it can be But it's a state of mind. Like I might think, oh, something terrible is going to happen. That is so laughable. Mm. I mean, it's like the ego turns out to be um, a comedian of
0: sorts. Yeah, when you turn the light on it. So that's what I was – people talk about mindfulness, I think, as being like, well, just sit in the room and and try not to think or whatever. But if you have a thought, and this is one that made me laugh, my parents should respect my religious beliefs – And the only thing missing to make that funny is the question, is that true? And as soon as you say, is that true, you laugh. And that's what you talk about. The work starts becoming a part of you. It starts to become a habit to just go, "Um, they should be nice to me. Should they? Are you always nice? Is it true?
2: So the ego is (laughs) the comedian. That is brilliant,
1: Pete.
2: (laughs) That is is absolutely, that's absolutely, that's the awake, the mind awake. It can only Mm. laugh at its silly self.
0: That's it. This is what you wrote about comedy, which the first chapter of A Mind at Home with Itself is called The Cosmic Joke. And you say... The joke is that it's all a dream, all of life, everything. Nothing ever is, nothing ever can be. Since the very instant it seems to be, it's gone.
1: Mm.
0: And when I read that, I laugh. That is, and when I read about what happened to you, and maybe we could talk a little bit about that, when you had to relearn what to call things nouns and objects, and, and the line that Stephen wrote that makes me laugh every time, she had to relearn how to pretend that past and future were real. And I can't even say it to you now without laughing. That's what comedy is. Good comedy takes an uninvestigated thought, past and future are real, and gives it inquiry and goes, is that true? And then if you do it sincerely, I think you start to at least smile. But why don't you, if you would, just because I know you, but uh, I know your work, tell people a little bit about what that was, what, what happened to Katie.
2: Well first I have to say I love what you've said it's just in my experience so entirely accurate. Mm. It's it's just any any thought just becomes laughable once we're awake to the ego and that's that's wonderful play. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful play. And
0: that's what comedy I believe me I I know that comedy can be a flawed thing uh just like as anything but at its noblest it's bringing Awareness to something that you didn't think about. You could be like, "It's yeah. good to drink milk," and I can make fun of milk, and now we're like, "Oh, I'm thinking of it differently." Yeah. And then you maybe even realize that the way you were thinking about it was something that somebody else just gave you. So then someone else comes in and says, "Well, what if I gave you this?" And now we're laughing. It's it's sort of beautiful that that's the human reaction. Yeah.
2: And you know, as you're as you're talking, I'm relating to every comedian I've ever. Um, experienced as waking us up to what's true. Mm. That's why we laugh.
0: At, at its best, absolutely. Yeah. I think it. I, I don't mean to put down my own thing, but I think it can be used. It's a powerful thing, and it can. Well, how be used can to, it be used negatively? I've seen it. Just when I I, I take issue with it when it's used to reinforce. Are sort of most basic and sort of automatic lowest thinking like, like
2: an example,
0: I I've said it many times on the podcast, isn't eating great. Isn't sex great. Isn't winning. Great. Isn't power. Great. There's, there's so little humility that you sort of go up and you go like, and I told him, no, sir, you suck. And everyone laughs because uh-huh. you're just like, Oh, uh, he won. He won. I love if somebody can take you into something like Richard Pryor or George Carlin would take you into a vulnerable place and be like, and I lost. And yet I'm winning in the losing. That is, that, that can be truly beautiful.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I have a a better understanding. Yeah. The the, the hurtful is hard to hear. Like if, if, if someone says, um, um, I can't put it in a a joke thing, but someone said, uh, Byron Katie, you lose. You Mm. know, I get excited. It's less weight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, losing is a good thing.
2: Yeah. Or someone says, Byron Katie, you're wrong. You know, it's like, wow, what a service. You know, that can take me back to check that out. There's no, no downside to life.
0: Oh, my God. You are the best. I've, I've, I've found that to be true. One of the things you write about is when someone says something and it upsets you, it's, it's a gift because they're, they're a free teacher and they have no agenda and they can, for example, I was talking to Katie before you came on about how an episode had just been released and I get a lot of flack about interrupting too much. So someone will comment online literally some they'll say it unkindly they'll be like shut the fuck up you ruin you're ruining the show we hate you and katie i'll sit with that I, it'll make me so mad and because of your work i'll go why is that making you mad it's making you mad because you know they're right there's a part of you that's like i it's it's true otherwise i'd just be like if they were like you are you're always wearing hats i'd be like i don't wear a hat but if they're saying something that I know, and something that I've projected onto others, I listen to other podcasts, and I always say to the host, "Shut up, shut up." So that's me projecting onto them what I sort of struggle with myself.
2: So, um, oh, what is- how you know a, a life of inquiry is is uh, oh my goodness, what a brilliant life <laughs> yeah.
0: to be able to do it. You mean?
2: Yeah, like if, if someone says to me, shut the F up, I mean, why am I not grateful? There's less to do. <laughs> I love silence. <laughs> I have nothing to say that that everyone doesn't already know. Wow. I'm scared.
0: Well, let's take inquiry into that because... In underneath the insult of someone saying, shut up, isn't the inquiry or the, the belief that I'm carrying is I should be respected, right?
2: Yes. And, and, you know, for starters, but it goes on to, uh, they don't appreciate me. They hurt my feelings, um, mm. which can never be, you know, <laughs> I hurt my feelings. What I'm thinking and believing about that person is, is, you know, that's what I'm experiencing, but, you know, it takes a little work to, to get in touch with that. But yeah.
0: It's true. I, I think I had uh, my father, I know you work a lot with people's family issues. As you say, there's no new problems. Mm-hmm. My dad texted me and he asked me to help him with a radio commercial because that's sort of my field. And I just immediately was like, I had a lot of reaction to that. And I realized doing the work on it, and we'll get into the specifics for people listening, but I was like, he shouldn't ask me to do a radio commercial. And then I was like, I'm the one asking me to do it. You know what I mean? He Um, said something. But like you say many times in the work, it's like he said it once. And then I said it 100,000 times over a few days. I kept going you should do that. Good boys do that. He'll be mad if you don't do that. It was my thinking that kept dropping on me over and it happened once, but my thinking made it happen probably a thousand times.
2: Oh boy. What you say is so powerful. You know, we, you know, and, and to take a look at, um, what you think you would lose if your father was disappointed into you. You said no, and he was disappointed in you mm. or with mm. you. And, and, um, um, in, in the school for the work, I have an exercise. It, it it It's like, if I say no to my father, he will, for example. And then you list all those concepts, all those fears below it. Mm. And, um, my father asked me to do a commercial and that means, and then you make a list of that. And on, on byronkady.com, there's um, an exercise. um, I call it the one belief at a time worksheet. And Mm. so people can take, you know, those concepts that, that they encounter and, 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 work them through one belief at a time. It's magical.
0: It's I believe
2: magical. it. Uh, because... to, sit, to sit alone with yourself in your mm. mind. You know, our, our what we're thinking and believing is the cause of our entire world. And no two people live in the same world. We all live in different Mm. worlds, you know, different Mm. planets, whole new, whole personal solar system. So if I'm not at home in my world, I need to question what I'm believing about my world and be at home.
0: But isn't that, that's part of what you've shown me is like, so I unpacked it a little bit and I was like, he'll be mad at me. Yes. And then you make this point that I really feel like changed me was like even if he was which he never would he's a sweet man yeah if he was yelling at me like you ungrateful whatever he said you make this point can i even really know he's mad at me and you say how many times like when i was mad at the other podcast host for interrupting i'm really mad at myself or i'm really mad at this or i didn't sleep well or i missed a meal or i'm mm-hmm. feeling afraid and and so like we can't know anything. And that's what I love about your work. You're always reducing it to, you can't know anything. Let's talk a little bit about the first question. Is it true? So when someone has a thought, I love, you give children examples. There's a monster under my bed. yeah, And I like that because it's simple. Maybe we can start with that. So is it
2: true? So, and we all have monsters. So we'll look at the, we'll look at the one under the bed, but there's a monster under our bed and, and, um, and I did work with a child on this. So it's where the dialogue, but, and, and I ask, you know, is it true? And it's yes, yes, yes. It's a monster. It's a monster. And I said, honey, are you sure? Which is the second question. Yes, yes. And, <laughs> and, um, and then we go into, how do you react? What happens when you believe the thought? Because I say, did you look? Did you see, did you look under the bed? You know, And then you go into that third question, how do you react when you believe the thought? And oh my goodness, they just, children can go there mm. because they see you're not afraid and they see you're not trying to convince them there's not.
0: That's right. I see you do that time and time again where you go, okay, my father should love me. Is that true? And they say, and and they don't want to answer. There's yeah. this reluctance and you go, I'm not. And isn't this how we have to talk to ourselves? I'm not trying to get you to drop the thought. Just yeah. tell me, is it true? It's not a wrong answer. Yeah. It's this wonderful jujitsu you do to yourself by giving your brain a little bit of what it thinks it wants, some validation. Yeah. And then by the end, you're still like, oh, I think, keep going though, keep going.
2: It's a way of honoring the mind, let it have it say, and then just notice that uh, that's, self-talk it's not inquiry mm. and then to just move back just thank it all for sharing and say you know thank you and is it true can you really know and then that third question how do you react what happens when you believe the thought and someone that gets still in that you know they can see those um, those images of what i call the not now the not mm. real the mind the the daydream you know how we have nightmares at night and we want to wake up we have daymares and how we react when we believe the thought he doesn't love me and and um i switched inquiries there mm-hmm. but but I'll stay there because there i am and <laughs> 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 he doesn't love me, and then we see the images in in the past where maybe he was sharp with us or or loud with us or or said something that hurt our feelings. We see all those images of the past, and we see in this case our our father in that and and so that is a dream that's the daydream of the moment. And mm-hmm. then we see the the image of the future. It has to happen for us to believe it. We have to be in the dream. Mm-hmm. We see images of the future where he's going to do it again if I don't make this commercial for him, for example mm-hmm. and um and I'm putting another scenario on yours, but basically,
0: no, I think you're being it, very intuitive i I have exaggerated childlike my dad is a mountain. He's the size of a mountain. You can't like, I'm a little boy again. And I think I'm, I'm playing the day mirror. If I I, like Katie, this is what's funny is I go, wait a minute. None of that is happening right now. I take it sort of out of the spiritual. I go, I'm, I'm 3000 miles away. I'm a grown man. He's an old man. Like
2: none, none of this is now. Yeah. and And, and it, and it, and you 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 get to ground and come home to yourself mm. because you were 3000 miles away in your head and uh, everything from a little boy to you know wherever those images take you when that's the way you perceived it at the time
0: well that's exactly what it was cuz when my parents were fighting they never got physical but I've had some therapy that's helped me realize you thought
2: the world was ending Yeah. That's what children do. And you want him to turn on you that way. So that shifts your, how you are.
0: Well, that's what it was. With
2: your mother, that's going to happen to you too. If you're not.
0: That's right. That's why I was like, I I was talking to Val, my wife, and I was like, why? Because I'm all about, I enjoy generosity. I enjoy helping people. And I was like, why don't I just do this? And I said to Val, I was like, It's because I feel like I can't say no. That's what I don't like about it is that there'd be some sort of manipulation. Is that true? I don't know. I could Mm -hmm. probably just say no and it'd be fine. But I I go, I get scared and it's loaded. If you asked me, or even if a stranger asked me, I might be more inclined, but there's so much narrative that it gets complicated.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So then, that image of the future, you say no to the commercial and you see it happening in the future. Now, both of those things, the past and the future, to see, to witness that dream, and you're being dreamed. You're not guilty of dreaming, you're being dreamed. It's the ego fighting for a life. So you mm-hmm. you see that. And then that last question, the fourth one, who would you be without your story? Who would you be without? Another way of saying it is without that daydream. Now, it's not about getting rid of the daydream. We can't demolish or ignore or disrespect. We just notice that's a dream that's not now. That's not now. Mm. And then we see the dream. We're awake to it. Who would I be without it? Okay, now I'm going to just, I haven't gotten rid of the dream. I've honored it. And I'm present, which means I'm awake to the dream. It's another way of, of, of just pointing to I'm aware. So let's say um, um, I hear a loud noise like a shotgun outside my window. Because I have sat in this practice, I see the dream. I'm awake to the dream of past future because the shotgun, even if I see someone shooting the gun, him shooting the gun cannot be what alarms me the dream of before and after what that, my experience in the past and what I fear is going to happen, that dream without analyzing it, I see it. So I am at home in the noise. I'm at home with the man. I'm at home. I can still see the trees. I can still Mm -hmm. see the sky, the outdoors. So he is not my enemy. He has not frightened me. It's just to be at home. Now, all that's happened is I'm awake to what would alarm me. Hmm. And in this friendly universe, it can't be reality. Hmm. Reality is not. It cannot harm. It's what we're thinking and believing about reality now thinking and believing these unquestioned thoughts let's say onto that man or onto reality it's not enough images come with that or the or the words aren't valid So I see the past where, you know, where it could even be a television show or it could have happened in my life. But I see an image of where someone shot someone with a shotgun. They just turned and and shot, you know, shot a person with. And then I see the future. He's going to turn and and shoot me or he's going to shoot a neighbor. He's going to. That's not what's going on. I've. Got to take responsibility for this this movie running in my head, and the movie is nothing if I don't apply what I'm the words I'm believing onto it. So that's what that worksheet on my website is about. You know, the the Buddhists uh, talk about four noble truths. The first one is there is there is suffering in the world, and I think we'd all agree with that. The second noble truth is there is a cause for this suffering. And that's what I discovered on the floor 30-something years ago so clearly. There's suffering in the world. I, was, I, I, I did my practice there. Mm-hmm. There's a cause for this suffering, and I saw it. The cause of my suffering, suffering is what I was thinking and believing in any given moment. The fourth noble truth, there is a way out of this suffering. And that is to recognize what we're thinking and believing. And then, um uh, and here's how is the fourth noble truth. And they call it Buddhism. And I call what I was shown um the work because it's work loving what is. Mm. Because the ego's life depends on, us not waking up to that. Yes. The ego it's... is nothing more than the unenlightened mind fighting for a life. Yes. Reality is not the problem. What I am thinking and believing about reality is the problem. And and the movie that plays with the words, and that is what I'm referring to is the the not now. Of the past, the not now of the future. It's a strong movie. You know, I see me at breakfast with Stephen this morning. Okay, we're sitting at the table, and I see me. We have a dinner plan this evening, and I see me with Stephen in at dinner. Now there are three me's.
0: <laughs> okay. okay, that's ready for stand up. That's many. good. That's Who right.
3: Who
2: am I? And it just makes sense to to know the difference between life imagined and life. That's it. So I can tell you, yeah, I had um, breakfast with with Stephen and we're going to have dinner tonight. But I'm awake to the dream. Just don't ask me if it's true I'm going to have breakfast or dinner at all. Because I don't know, I don't know. I'm a I'm a follower and a lover of what is,
0: and that isn't just the key to enlightenment; it's the key to joy. Whenever, oh goodness, yes. <laughs> Well, I was sitting with these problems: one, people say I interrupt too much, and two, my father asked me a pretty simple thing, and I would sit. And I would be reading your books and I'd actually have to stop because it was, it was reminding me too much of these issues. Yeah. And then when they fell away, when I could just realize that all that's happening is I'm attacking myself. It's what you say to the little kid with the fear of the monster. You go, okay, so it's not the monster. It's the thought that there may be a monster. And you say to the child which is always a good way to understand things because you have to explain it simply. You go, that's good. Now I can see, we're not afraid of a monster. We're afraid of a thought of a monster and we can work with that. Yeah. And I'm like, so when I go, okay, I'm not dealing with, That fan, I don't even know what they were thinking when they said that. They could have been in the spirit of generosity. They could have been like, I'm saying this in a funny way, but like, I want to tell you this because I want to help you. But I'm thinking, they hate me. They're ashamed of me. They're (laughs) embarrassed by me. I'm a fool. Everything I've ever done stinks. And then when they (laughs) drop and you go to that place of zero and you're just with a tree and you're in the moment, which even as we're talking, I'm trying to be there, It is. It does feel like a lucid dream or something. It it feels because it is. (laughs) I'm telling you, this is some funny. You know, try to tell
2: a child who who heard a noise and saw an image in uh, in his head of a monster under the bed. Now, you try to tell that child there's no monster under the bed. And that's not that's not right. It's not respectful. It's poor listening. Mm. It's us being in a hurry. He saw a monster under his bed. It was in his head. Mm-hmm. And that's no less valid than seeing one under the bed. It's just as real.
1: Mm.
2: So the questions, those four questions are how to... Talk to the people we love in our life because we're all children. We imagine that someone's, you know, people can find their own scenario of the monster under the bed. It's whatever it is in life that we're fearing. And don't tell us not to fear it. Don't tell us it's not happening or going to happen. They see it.
0: That's right, and, and then wh-
2: they believe words onto the images, and it happens simultaneously. That is a sleepness. it is all a dream, mm. and to just recognize it is to support people in fear, without condemnation, to mm. understand, and to watch them insist, and then to without your story. You know, when you're awake to the dream of the not now, then compassion just runs your life. Anytime you see someone in trouble, and a kindness, and a the, a, a fearlessness, and and that's nothing more than an awakeness, because you clearly see there's nothing to fear, mm. and and. In that, you know, like your your children can say anything to you. Your grandchildren can say anything to you. You're trusted not to give them the look. Or, mm. or you know, it just leaves what, what we started with. It just leaves laughter and love and how can I help? And a well, lot of silence, listening is such a gift. Mm. And, and to the listener, it's it's where education is. Like with my grandchildren, they're sharing something with me. I'm really listening. And I get to hear their lives. They don't have to hide their lives. So I get to see who they are
3: hmm. and
2: not miss that trip either.
0: And not get stuck in the game. I went to the grocery store the other day, and I was, I've was i been reading your books. As I mentioned, I was watching these two people have this exchange, and neither of them, I know this is happening constantly, were hearing each other at all. The subtitles were, this is how I'd like you to see me. And then the other person said something, but I was, how I'd like you to see me. This is how I would like you to see me. This is how I would like you to see me. I'm a laid back person. Oh, I'm a cashier that is uh, kind of fun. But they weren't answering any of the questions. They weren't responding to any of the ingredients of the sentences. They were just talking to themselves.
2: Yeah. (laughs) uh, I, I, I. You know, that's I said earlier. The ego doesn't sleep. Mm. You know that 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 on on the floor. You asked me earlier on the floor that experience. Um, um as I lay there, you know, without identification, it's, it's, um, um, and the, the mind hit, the sound that came out of me after all those years of depression and agoraphobia, it was, it was laughter, it was the, the first laughter and authenticity it was the first authentic sound I think I've ever experienced or Mm. witnessed. And, um, and I just saw that in, in that, in that place of non-identification, how, how um, there was just, just enough space there before the ego could take it over. And then when the ego took it over it was, I, I just saw the difference between reality and um, what isn't hmm. reality and how hmm. the world was born literally my world. And then, as people began to ask me, which was very foreign, you know, like more than a decade of very deep depression hmm. um, for people to, to um, ask me anything, <laughs> quite, a, quite a shift.
0: That what is your definition of enlightenment or realization? It's pretty simple, if I remember.
2: Yeah, it's I'm awake to what isn't. I'm I'm I'm. What is it? I said in loving what is. I'm the I I am awake to the difference. Um, I'm awake to what hurts and what doesn't hurt. That's that's my favorite.
0: Yeah, I've heard you say that as well. Where it's not. If, the, if you have thoughts that are working for you, mm-hmm. you keep them, even if they may not be true. But it, you, it's all in the business yeah, of they're, like...
2: They're like walking around with a little pillow and blanket. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's nice to have a little, a little help along the way mm. as you question your mind and start, start waking up to reality. And
0: that's what good art is and good therapy. When I'm thinking about my father and I go back into my child place and I think about saying no to a commercial, one of the things you encourage people to do is ask what's the worst that could happen. And this is consciousness. Consciousness is such a heavy word, but we're talking about just being conscious, watching the thought instead of letting it play like a movie that you don't even know you're in. And that's what you've helped me do is I go, My dad, my dad from 1986, mind you, is going to barge into my room and pick me up and eat me. Something Mm. literally mythic and terrifying. He's going to have red eyes and big arms and he's going to tear me apart. And just like you and the child and the monster, that is happening. It's happening to my nervous system. It's happening to my brain. I grew up in the Christian tradition, so we called it the devil. The devil was the liar, and the devil was the thief. Ooh. And my big realization was the mind is the liar. The mind is the thief. Yeah. The ego is the devil. And I believe it so often. And and just to go back to your work, it's like even if someone says you talk too much on your podcast, what are the beliefs? Just what are the beliefs that are being offended here? One of them is... I need your love. I need what other people think about me is deeply important. Um, And would you talk a little bit about that and your prayer? Would you tell us your prayer?
2: Yeah, if I had a prayer, it would be this. God, spare me from the uh, desire to seek love approval or appreciation. Amen.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Which is obviously troubling for me because I made a job. Out of I'm extricating myself from this, but the beginnings were, I uh, show off and then devour appreciation mm-hmm. for a living, and that's put so food that on my.
2: Validates table. your identity and and there's a safety there for the ego, and it's a place for us to rest because it's um on for a moment, but then it's something we have to keep up. It's like being hungry all the time.
0: Yeah, I I would liken it to a drug. Like it, it yeah. when I do stand up, and this is with compassion, I understand why I like it, and there is something lovely to it. You're a public speaker, you know the unity of a crowd coming together for one purpose. But if I'm being truly honest, there's other things going on. You're getting that hit of I'm a good boy. I am the best. My ego's like, I told you, you were the best. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and then Katie, tell me if this doesn't sound like the, the samsara, the, the wheel of samsara is just going and then it goes away. And then I read a bad comment. And if I'm believing them when they tell me I'm good, I have to believe them when they tell me I'm bad. Yeah. And then I'm like, and when you see in the modern day, the way that people get canceled and all these things, you see it, it, that it, it's it's been a teacher to me. Where I go, right? It was nothing. Fame is a conspiracy of opinion. A lot of people think somebody's great. Guess what? They're a, they're a pervert or a rapist. Everybody thinks they're terrible. What happened? The mind changed. It just yeah. we just changed the story. So we're dealing with. Yeah. nothing, nothing is happening. This is why I laugh and smile every time you say nothing is true.
2: Yeah. Nothing
0: is really happening. Would you speak yeah. to that?
2: Yeah. So, so, um, so think of your father, that 1986 father. So is that your father? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's not. It's it absolutely, it can never be.
0: It's not,
2: it can never be. It can never be that it's not your father. That's awakeness, that's mm. imagination. That's so, right. now if you it, it doesn't matter when you think of your father in the past or the future, that is not your father. So, the question is, have you ever had a father? <laughs> I mean,
0: I can feel it. It's hard to think it and articulate it, it but you it can is. bring me it, to a it, place. It
2: doesn't compute, and that's what I love about the practice of self-inquiry: is it slowly wakes us up to reality. It's kind. It's gentle. It's not. It, it evidently, I, I, um, um, I could use the jolt. You know, it was just. Um, I was so close to death, so suicidal, I guess I had nothing to lose so I could afford the, the, the jolt of, um, <laughs> of um, just living in nothing.
0: The break, it broke you. Yeah. That, that's sort of,
2: some yeah, people, I, it, go ahead. I literally died on the floor and what woke up was, um, was um, um, you know, nothing I can speak to. I woke up to a kind world, mm. meaning um, um, the opposite of the world as I believed it to be. Mm. Yes
0: I wonder, what do we do, first of all, I really let's talk about this first, because that brought that up was who are we? I know that's a big question, and it's a little ineffable, which: well, is, If
2: you sit in, who am I? Like, I can't know about we other than you are who I believe you to be. Mm. So that still leaves me with myself. So, um, um, who am I? Okay, did you hear me say, who am I? Yeah. Okay, then that's not me. That's the past.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, and science backs you up there. We never hear anything. We just have a memory of hearing something. And, basically.
2: and we call it a memory, but it's false eye.
1: Yeah. Wow. It's
2: pure imagination. So who am I? If I'm the one that just said, who am I? That can never be the answer. But I'm awake to who I am not, to what I am not and that's the answer to who am I? Right. I'm not. And, he,
0: and you've been compared to Ramana Maharshi, or Stephen has compared you to him, your, your path and your, and your approach. And that was his practice. Could
2: you hold on a moment, please? Someone's mowing my lawn just outside the window. So done. Okay, we're back.
0: <laughs> well, that's interesting to me because so many, how serendipitous, so many of my inquiry questions are about noise, and did you just tell that person to not mow there for now? Yes. Okay, I, I, I enjoy that. Um, again, Eckhart Tolle says, "If you can't, if something's happening, either accept it fully, change it, or leave." Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> which I, which I like. So, just because it came up. Um. The other day, my neighbor was playing the drums, and I was like, what do I do here? Because Val, who's a love, you would love Val. She's compassionate and beautiful and open. And she was trying to have me be compassionate for myself. And she was like, it's in your body, was what she was saying. I'm having like a body reaction that I think is different from even other people if they hear noise. It's, it's, It's going into that trauma that I'm carrying that's associated to my parents fighting and noise. And I'm like, but it's what's happening.
2: All that noise. And, and then the emotions that happen and all that noise, the feelings, as you say, what I am thinking and believing about the noise is the cause of the emotions, Mm. not the noise itself. Mm. So, so when I'm in that kind of, and of course, this is all something that we all have to test for ourselves, but, um, what is it about that noise you know i'm uh, it interferes with the ego's process it got to have your attention and so that thing outside would um would keep it from its investment
0: wow it's breaking the concentration of my story basically and that's one of the reasons i don't like it
2: it leaves it insecure <laughs>
0: I've never even thought about that. I was like, whose concentration is it breaking? I'm like, I'm trying to tell myself that I'm Pete Holmes, damn it. Like tell that guy <laughs> to be quiet. It's really, really interesting. But of course there must be a story going on. And I ha- I did do it with a drum player. And I was like, people should be, well, I hear, maybe you'll enjoy this. I don't know what you'll enjoy. Uh, but I was like, if that was Valerie, the love of my life playing the drums it wouldn't bother me at all
1: yeah.
0: isn't that weird yeah. i mean isn't that sort of what we're talking about is it's like you're telling yourself a story there's a bad inconsiderate person yeah, so the belief that
2: there- he's breaking my concentration and isn't she just elegant <laughs> on those drums isn't she just oh she is so darling and, and- <laughs> oh my God, I just, oh, and it doesn't matter what she plays.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yes, yeah,
2: Valerie could... W- the only differences are, the, are what we're thinking and believing about mm. um, its subject.
1: Mm.
0: I had the same thing with my dog barking. I was like, it, or, or there's a homeless person that walks up and down my street and he yells the F word. And, I was, and I've tried to do the work on that. And uh, he hasn't been back since I've been doing it, but I'm like, the beliefs there are people should be quiet, people should consider other people's mm-hmm. feelings, and I can hear, is that true? Um, he should be in control of his body. That one we haven't talked about the turnaround. The turnaround there is very delicious. Yeah, I, should is in <laughs> I should be in control I should be in control of my body. he shouldn't be so animalistic and and thoughtless, and I'm like, your reaction is pure rage. He's yelling out his rage. He's letting it out. Mine is inside. And I was like, it's all, I think we'll enjoy this, I can't say, it's all me. It's all just what's happening.
2: Yeah, it's life is what I believe it to be. Mm. But if he's walking down the street and he's using the F word and, you know, just yelling and, and, um, and I question, you know, he, um, he shouldn't blah, blah, blah. He shouldn't do that. And I go through those four questions. And then when I turn it around, I find that so powerful just to try those opposites on. Mm-hmm. He, he, he should walk down the street and do that. And now just to try it on is to meditate in, in the opposite whatever the opposite in this case, he, he, he should. So how, how could that be true? And as I muse that the compassion that arises Mm. and the way that the way it shifts my life and attitude and experience around people who are in any kind of pain and pain is, is of the mind. Mm. And, um, and and you know, mental illness. I don't know where he's been. I don't know how hurt he is. I have, I have no idea if he can afford his meds or not. And right. it wouldn't matter if he's an alcoholic and just doesn't have drugs. I'm not in his shoes. Right. And 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 the ego would just blame. You know, people like that shouldn't be on the streets. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Is it true? That's right. You know, we have a lot of that potentially in store for us. A lot of people that can't afford their meds. A lot of people that may be evicted from their homes. A lot of people using, losing property that they'd spent their lifetime paying off. It's mm. it's a lot of hungry people. You know, we have there are, there are a lot of them, and and there could be you know we could be in for something that. Different than what we've ever experienced here,
1: mm.
2: and to to be under to not to not come out of a compassion compassionate state of mind, then we become another victim, mm. and and that is, um, um, I think that's why I you know I've been given the gift of inquiry and I know my job well and, and I'm the first person it serves and, and um, how do I react when I believe the thought you, you know, the irritation you described of, of the man walking down the street, the irritation first there's irritation. And then, and when we look at what we're thinking and believing, that is the cause of the irritation. Because we're being imaged, imagined, mm. like my life would be better if he were on someone else's street or, mm. or doesn't he understand what he's doing to, does he understand what he's doing? And turned around, don't I understand what I'm doing? You know, mm. I'm blaming him for my state of mind. Hmm. And so I think that's what inquiry gives us that is so precious, a way to look at the cause of the suffering that comes within, I'll put it this way, from within me. It's what I'm thinking and believing about the world. Hmm. The world is perfect as it is. What I'm thinking and believing about the world, if I'm irritated, could use a little work.
1: hmm.
0: And some consciousness
2: on a on a scale from um, from 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 one to ten, you know it's it's um, it's it's on me, hmm. you know. I'm, I'm I need to take responsibility for my own my own life and world, hmm. you know. To waking up to it, because that's where that's where we that's where we're at our best.
0: Mm-hmm. We were talking, it was lovely, thank you. We were talking, of all things, when the lawnmower happened about who we are, who I am, what this is. I am curious about that, the daydream, the life is illusion that it's all not nothing, because nothing is sort of a thing that exists because there's something, but it actually predates yeah. nothing. It's, it's before nothing. I, it's a big question, but like, what is the dance and the daydream about? Is, is it a? a it's game? about
2: love. Hmm. It's it's about love. I haven't met a human being or a or a, a situation that I haven't loved in all of these years. It's and uh, another term for love would be understanding i haven't met a situation that i haven't understood and found um gosh you know words like i could say word like peace with but it's more connection with you know peace um, has a terrible reputation we just think you know there's no we're not proactive and um, if we're just so peaceful, you know, it's, it's not like that. It's, it's um, peace for me is the absence of suffering, which leaves me as, um, as um, someone who um, is very proactive and, and it's not looking for something to do. It's just doing the thing in front of me whatever that is, and being at home in that and kind of value.
0: Well, this is something I've wanted to ask you is, what do you make of sort of some of the more traditional approaches of like sin and you're you're nasty and you're going to hell and have, heaven, hell, sin?
2: Well, I hear it literally. It's, it's like if I say or do something that is goes against my heart, Meaning some people would say negative, whatever it is. I think like it's, and, and it's like if I lie to you, I have sinned. I have um, you used another term. I am what going to hell, yeah. whatever. Okay. I have left this beautiful world and I'm in another world, and that is hell.
0: Right now, the one that you've left this reality. and I your-
2: question what I'm believing about that situation, and I find myself out of hell again. So hell is just being at home in one's own. I mean, heaven is just being at home in one's own self. Mm. Whereas hell is, is, is um, for me, another word for fear. That's, it's hell to live a life of fear.
0: And to be swept away by the movies and the thoughts in your mind mm-hmm. and being robbed of reality. Yeah.
2: And and that's innocent, but um, if it gets painful enough, um, we, we find a way and it can be religion. It can be, there are all kinds of ways in the world. For me, um, I, I experienced inquiry and it, it, Cost me the world, and I entered another one. It's it's, um, it's like entering a whole other dimension. It's like mm. I landed on a planet where everything works, and on um, a land where people believe the way I used to believe, and they are what's left of me.
0: Hmm. So when you see my suffering, that's what's left of Katie's suffering. Yes. <laughs> what do we say though? I'm right. I'm enjoying this and loving it. And I I'm just so already on board. I'm
2: trying to ask questions for the listeners especially with like the Under shot listeners right now. Oh my goodness. I can't imagine how, <laughs> how, uh, how, what my words sound like. Oh. <laughs> and, and yours, I, boy, what a, what a trip. Huh?
0: I know yeah. who knows. Yeah, I mean, of knows. the thousands of people listening they're hearing a thousand different podcasts.
2: So true.
0: Isn't that wild? Yes. I sometimes talk to musicians and they they tell me that people come up to them and say, I love that song you wrote about divorce and they're like in their head, they're like, that song was about a flower, (laughs) but you know what they say? And doesn't this feel right on? They go, I'm glad you like it. They don't correct them. Yeah. That feels very right on to me is that they're like, what, how you perceive it is what it is.
2: Yeah. So, so for every listener, that's their song. That's right. That's right. Songwriter.
0: Well, that sort of, I'm not trying to force this. that sort of goes back to some people hear an episode where I talk too much, and some people hear one where they go, they could even be like, "Wow, how inspiring that he loves himself to to say what he thinks yeah. that that's beautiful to me. Yeah. I don't know, Katie, don't you see how fun I think you do? How fun and beautiful surrender is to just go Oh, what?
2: oh my goodness, yeah.
0: And to drop back into this phenomenon that I'm talking with you. I don't mean because that's special. I mean, because it's what's happening. Yes. And to just sink into it and the world becomes vibrant and real.
2: You are into some good stuff. Ah. (laughs) You know. You are blessed.
0: I feel very blessed. I'm blessed that we're alive at the same time and that I'm Mm -hmm. talking with you. And that I got to find.
2: Oh, boy. uh,
0: I find that so special. I wasn't planning on asking you this, but my first, because it's like a, it's like a sexy question, but my first experience with losing my mind and appreciating a tree, for example, Mm -hmm. was after I had taken uh, mushrooms, uh, psilocybin. Mm -hmm. I'm just wondering... There's a lot of different opinions. W- what are your thoughts about mm-hmm. the potentiality of something knocking us into that state mm-hmm. and then someone like me trying to find a natural way back or another natural
2: um, way. Like you had, uh, you know, I, I spoke of different ways, religions and all, and you just named another one mm-hmm. and a very powerful one. But um, some people I work with um, have those incredible... Um, uh, experience as, as I hear yours to be, mm-hmm. but how to stay in it, how to maintain it without living on mushrooms. you know it's just we have life to live right. and and outside of mushrooms. and um, so to question what what I'm thinking and believing give me the same trip.
0: That's that's sort of what I was saying is that when I drop through the work, it drops. I look at my d- daughter and I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's a very it's a very drug like unfortunately it's associated with drugs more often than with uh enlightenment, but it's the same. Well, it's
2: the same. It's just different word. You had mm. an experience there that left you with a a precious reference. That's it. No one can take that from you. You under you understand what you know. I, I won't even try to name it. It's nameless. That's and, right. And and so that's a reference, and that's yours. And so you know, you know the difference.
0: Yes, that's right. And,
2: and it's right in you. It's yes. not just an escape. It is really right with you.
0: Yeah, those those substances have always and I don't do them often, it's just something that like I found turn the volume down on on the ego. And and it it was almost like a drug for him. It was like here you go and he was so busy there that I've said this a million times, but I'll say it a million more. I love it. You sort of feel like sugar in the iced tea and you get all mixed in. So yeah. you don't feel like a visitor in reality, you feel yeah. like reality which
2: from what I've heard at home and oneself,
0: that's it. That's Mm it.
2: Isn't that funny? I feel like
0: it's not a trick, but you're saying a mind at home with itself is like kind of a translation. It's like, it's, I sometimes wonder if you feel like this sounds funny, but you feel like somebody that has to learn how to talk like a cat or something. Like you have to, how do I meow? Yeah in a way that will help these cats understand. So I'll say things like a mind, they like a mind at home with itself. I'll say that. And maybe that'll bring these cats to a thoughtless, nothing, unknowing place.
2: You know, there's something more powerful than what I do, you know, whatever anyone imagines that to be. Mm. That is to live out of that state, to live an authentic life. Hmm. And, and to witness that as it's lived. It's a great joy.
0: Hmm. And to be there, to, to really be there for hmm. it.
2: That's, that describes, that's a, that is the authentic.
0: What I was, what I was bringing you back to, for, remember we got off on the listeners, which mm-hmm. I loved, um, was if they're, if they're hearing you say, I can hear a shotgun, that's an extreme example. But let's say you are on a subway car in New York city. Let's have a daydream together. You're on a subway
1: mm-hmm. and
0: someone comes on and they start punching people randomly. Um, and it, it's very hard to not go, well, you need to, you need to be afraid of something that isn't yet happening. Mm-hmm. You see a pattern, Someone's shooting a shotgun, someone's punching people. I see a pattern. I'm afraid and that is a good fear. It got me out of the subway car. It got me away from the shotgun. I, I just.
2: Well, I if you're I, not afraid of death, then you can be. Um, you have more options.
0: I think you said a lot there. If you're not afraid of death, you, you have more options.
2: Yeah. Because I the am options, the options being, you know, how can I help? And I don't mean in a stupid way, it's just obvious and it's safe, as safe as any other option or safer. Mm. Because you can see, you're not imagining um, a second ahead of time or a moment behind time. You're in time, you're in reality. And not to miss the shooter. I mean, look at, let's say it's a, a he, look at his face get connected. And that doesn't take a long, it's not, okay, let me take time out to look at it. It's not like that. You're not in the past or future. You see, Mm. you see, you see a very frightened, troubled human being. Mm. And so you're connected. And then, you know, a man put a, a gun in my stomach and he said he was going to effing kill me. And he pulled the hammer back, and my thought was, as I looked into his eyes, I hope he doesn 't do that to him mm. <laughs> and and so it 's that kind of of um, of and and i 'm not going to miss what would be the last moment of my life being in the past or future, so i 'm present i don 't want to miss it if he fires if he fired the gun. I don't want to miss it. For all I know, it doesn't hurt. I don't know. <laughs> I, I have no idea. So notice, my blood isn't pumping, pumping, pumping like uh, what fear does. The I'm present. I don't get to miss the last moments of my life. Mm. So on that subway, there's so much to see when we're not busy, past, 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 future, 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 you know, those nanoseconds away from what's really going on. We're always ahead of or behind. And so inquiry really, um, it really does leave, how can I help? Mm. Now, if it it can also show me, how to safely get off the subway when I see there's nothing I can do but that. Like, that is the most obvious um, solution. So he doesn't have to kill one more human being and, Mm -hmm. and suffer.
0: I think what we're uncovering here is something that I think about a lot, which is the unconscious belief that worrying about something is helpful. Like, really even when I'm not doing it, it's somehow preparatory. If I'm constantly replaying it, it's like a rehearsal that will be good. So even in these moments, the panic is good. And what I hear you saying is a clear, present mind. This is like judo. This is like martial arts is always the best mind. What's actually happening.
2: Yeah, it's where the answers are. They're not in the future or the past.
0: The rest is just a guess. And then you're, yeah, you're, you're planning awesome. your life on a, on a guess.
2: Very good. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you, speaking of death, I, I heard it's in the end of loving. What is you talk to a young man who's uh, afraid of death, which I think um, so many of us are. And he was saying you, I think just the question of what do you mean is so helpful to anyone listening. I'm afraid of death because it's a tree graph at that point. Are you afraid that it's going to hurt? Are you afraid uh, that you're going to hell if you're someone like me? Like, what do you really mean? But just that breath of consciousness gives that fear some space. So now we can talk about what we're actually afraid of. I'm afraid of oblivion i'm afraid and you and you brilliantly i'm sorry i'm just retelling this but you're like so in this oblivion you're there to notice the oblivion and you're there to notice the pain and and can you tell us and a even little
2: pain is either remembered or anticipated wow or physical pain
0: <laughs> wow it's remembered or anticipated it's interesting. What about when you go to the dentist or something? Are you
2: <laughs> you know um, the, the more the more inquiry on um, one sits in, the more aware um, awareness is 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 it's it's so precious that it's not that the pain's not there, it's just that curiosity once, under, once understood that all pain is either remembered or anticipated, the presence involved in experiencing that is more delicious than I could mm. ever express.
0: Katie, you are fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you are fun. <laughs> I'm like, I wonder you if got anyone... you that inquiring mind, that curiosity, like a child is just it's it's just oh here's an expression to die for oh my goodness i thank you
0: very much mm. speaking of dying i just wanted the listeners to hear this you said to the young man i'm i'm just going to load this into you that when you wake up in the morning that that's a death do you remember what you said
2: um i i don't i i don't recall but but um, you know if if i'm a if i'm a asleep at night and I'm not dreaming, I don't exist. Like I don't exist, no I awareness. So let's say, and this is um, a clumsy um, expression, but I have the thought, I'm awake, which assumes I was asleep, which is Mm. that's assuming a past so I'm awake. If is it true? If it's met with, is it true? This is the first moment of your life. <laughs> you have never, ever been here before, and your computer's all set up with concepts, and your it, it 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 puts you in a world of concepts with with a construct that we've been describing in our time together here, but, but in touch with that, don't know mind because you have no proof you've been sleeping. Mm. Mm. Because if I think, Oh, you you know, I, um, I was asleep last night. Is it true? Or I feel the mattress to my pillow is still warm. There's the proof. Uh-huh. That's the proof that I was asleep last That's... Night. is it true but and until you finally just um dissolve into nothing and experience out of that don't know mind the world and anytime you you feel trapped on um, in what we consider maybe a problem on um, or guilt is the great. <laughs> The great reminder, but anytime you um, you you feel trapped, um, you just identify what you're thinking, believing, and then question it. And and again, those that's always. I have a I have a little program, um, Pete. It's it's like um, one hour four days a week, and where we actually sit in this, and it's just so darn much fun and we're, we're <laughs> working with Black Lives Matter and and um just oh my goodness and um, you know it just I mean you never know what's gonna happen there but <laughs> oh my goodness there we are the world we just enter into our minds and and um and um I I left too quickly that on um, on um, I'm awake. Mm to believe that is to be asleep.
1: Mm.
0: I, you said that in your book. I just love it. And it reminds me of my beloved Ramdas says, you're always one thought away from where the action is. And you wrote something very similar, which is if you think I am awake, that is, that's, that's one thought manifestation away from where it is. It's about dropping it all down. Yeah. And I, I've done some lucid dreaming in my life and the, 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 preposterousness of investigating if something was real in a dream reminds me of what you're saying here
2: the same the same it's
0: it's the same but that's my frame of of reference to feel that i'm like in a dream i'd be like well that guy said that i can't prove that because this is just a dream and all that's happening is when you're awake
2: that was a dream yes so if we call that like the night dream then now we're working on the daydreams
0: Yes. The apparent so.
2: daydreams, but they're no different than the night.
0: Do you dream? That was a question I wanted to ask you at night.
2: You know, uh if I do, it's very seldom. Mm. And I, I can't recall I can't recall um um I can't recall dreaming. Mm. And um I um I am dreaming of you right now, Pete. And, yeah, <laughs> but, but I'm awake to the dream. Yes. And it doesn't cost me um, the joy. In fact, the opposite.
0: Mm. Realizing that it's precious and passing. Oh,
2: my goodness. And kind and funny and and connected and a joy.
0: Mm. I, that... That's one of my favorite things that the Buddha supposedly said was that the world is on fire and that is just such a, isn't that it? It, The world is on fire. And again, Ramdas quotes Jesus. When Jesus says, he always quotes the King James, he says, store not your treasures where moth and rust doth corrupt. And that to me is also a joke. What are you doing? Clinging to running water, pointing to a waterfall and saying, this is me. And this is me thinking you should respect me. It's 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 slipping through our hands. Mm. And we all know it. When when I read your work and talk to you and listen to these things, I just remember something I've always known. There's yes. just so much static on the radio yeah. that it starts getting really, really funky. I, I want I don't want to take too much more of your time, yeah. so we're wrapping up here, but I really wanted to ask you something that not to be too high and holier than everybody, but my ego is always saying, isn't it tiring to be in love with the world? You talk about being bowing to a grain of sand. It's a paragraph in a A mind at home that I reread 20 times over many days, just like bowing to the perfection of a grain of sand. And I was like, I get it. But if you, Take you know, away. I, I
2: literally in the desert, all that time I spent, I would literally try to find a, a physical way to get as close as I was am to it and mm. and even eat the dirt in just a mm. state of um of oh my goodness of this love of um
0: this love of love. Well, that's what you said. The sand is Buddha. You say, this is so, it's right to my heart. You say, if we are in our right mind, everything we see, touch, taste, and hear, we would love it because we know it's the Buddha or other traditions. You could yes. say it's Christ. You could say it's what is, it's it's yeah. the mystery. But. Then my brain goes, isn't that exhausting? Like, what if we, what if we're hungry, or what if we didn't have our coffee, or what if we're in a bad mood? Like, meaning I've had an experience of being able to do that for pockets, and then my brain goes, oh, thank God I don't have to worship reality. Let's just watch some TV. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and and you know, it's just um, I just don't see a problem in that. You know? <laughs> It's because you've defined it, you know, it's like, Oh, I've done that. Now do this. And just notice you've made a choice, not (laughs) right or wrong. And then, you know, we just, this is earth school, little of this, little of that. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
0: I was curious about also drawing on a deeper source. A lot of, a lot of mystics talk about not relying on their own energy. You talk a lot about surrender too. It's like something in you surrendered when you were on the floor all those years ago. Something in yeah. you broke, and then it seems like a silly that's question. Another but word
2: for trust. Trust. Another way of saying trust. I trust in the nature of what I've discovered, and 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 um, still trust. Hmm.
0: So that's how we surrender. It's it's letting go, and to not impose ourselves, our fake selves onto what's actually going on?
2: Well, uh, it's curiosity and wisdom, you know, my favorites. They, they can't live and they don't thrive in any other world.
0: Mm. They need this reality to exist. Isn't that a trip?
2: Oh, it's, it's, it's um, self-inspired.
0: That's right. Somebody on this podcast said, um, he said, we want pleasure without pain, but that's like having forward without behind you. And to, when you see the, the alchemy and the, and the perfect chemistry of reality to create things like wisdom and curiosity, and then the byproducts of that might be ignorance. and, yeah. and uh, I, whatever.
2: I think that's something we can only notice. Um, those two words you just used.
0: Mm. wisdom and curiosity
2: yeah there's there's something to be noticed
0: mm. I'm not sure what do you mean
2: by that it's just such an incredible gift it's 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 um I, I think that's all I can say about it
1: hmm. <laughs>
0: I love that. Let's not get too many words in here and ruin everything. Oh. <laughs> um, the other thing I was dying to ask you was to expound on no one needs Katie. No one needs you. Oh, I, I,
2: that's, the, that's one of the greatest. That's the greatest freedom. I'm 100% not needed.
0: I really want to get there because I realize that so much of my stress is going, my father needs me for that example to do this radio commercial. <laughs> and when you're like, everything's better without Katie, Katie just needs to get out of the way and it's all good.
2: And Well, when- I, I mean more, more that no, no one person has more wisdom than another. It's, it's equal. It's, hmm. it's, that's just how it is. And so that's what I mean when I say I'm 100% unneeded, unnecessary, because anything that I am aware of is in you. Mm. It, it, it's equal. That's
0: so and, interesting.
2: And as long as I'm invited, which is how I move, then I'm a yes if if. um there's nothing to stop me, which would be more of a physical thing and the illusion of time.
0: Mm. I think you just caught me realizing that I am the infin- infinite, abundant alpha omega of all being, but my dad is just some guy over there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> oh no, we take him, take him with you.
0: <laughs> of course he is. What yeah. else could he be? But I've never stopped to consider that that same miracle is him, is he, and he is everything he could ever possibly need. And his no, story. He,
2: of, he, he is self meaning. Like I'll say my father is, is um, born in me.
0: Oh, wow. I yeah. mean, where
2: else could he be? Wow. And even if he's sitting next to me, as, as close to me as as you are right here, you are who I believe you to be. Mm. That's mm. my Pete.
0: <laughs> wow.
2: You have yours, I have mine.
0: And how many thousands of Pete's and Katie's there are with the years listening is is, again, just so, so fun. So fun. So when I... Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. When people say everything is going to be okay, right? Sometimes I, I like to remind people that everything is going to be okay. Well, it's true. I've heard other you than, what, other than what we're
2: thinking and believing, everything is okay. It's not going to be. It always has been, is, and always will be once we're awake to life as a, a, opposed to believing our thoughts about life. We can question them
0: right if but if i'm if you and I are detained at the border and we're separated and I'm put in a cage, um it's hard, obviously, for us to understand that everything is okay.
2: Well, you know what my comfort would be if I've tried everything to get to you? Mm. My comfort would be that in that cage, other than what you're thinking and believing, you're okay. mm and i don't i and i don't say that lightly i i fearlessly do what i can to to bring you out of that cage to get of you course. out of that cage and still what you are thinking and believing is the cause of your suffering that is And I could only say, I can't just say, you you know, what you're thinking, you're believing, it's not like that. (laughs) I can't, I can't authentically experience that because it is an experience. I can't authentically experience that and find peace in it if I have not tested this myself. Mm. And I know what it feels like to be in a cage, not that one. But if I need that in earth school, it's where I'm going. Mm.
0: You you did talk about playing with food to take it because that's politically charged in the heartbreaker. Something that's a little bit more basic maybe for us is you played with the idea, I need food that really opened up my appreciation for what fasting might be
2: and see that's what we're talking about now with the cage
1: yeah same right
2: i need food is it true hmm. and and needs are about i need blank to be happy that's hmm. kind of the genesis it's the implication so i need to be happy i need food and then we think no just to survive i need food hmm. Okay, so we there are different dimensions of it, food's a big deal.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: so I uh, I need food. Is it true? Now let's and who would I be without the thought? No, I have no food. Who would I be without the thought? I need food, and so it's an internal. It's almost like waiting for the prayer that you never ask to actually be answered, to, to answer the question, is it true? Mm. And so what meets it is a freedom that can't no one else can give you. Mm. It's, no it's, one, it's,
0: that's it. No one else can give you. Yeah. I, I, I've had that same experience with air, being underwater, and realizing that the story, I don't have enough air, isn't true. It's the story. It's the, it's the fear that you don't have enough air. And then my friend, I used to free dive. He goes, if you calm down, you realize we used to call it second life. There's a whole second lung of air. Yeah. And he, and we used to yell that at each other, second life, because the brain had a story of how much air it thought it needed. And I've noticed that with food too, when I'm very hungry, if I ask myself, there could be a whole if you wanted to do this, I don't know if it's the most ethical thing, but like you could make a killing with the the four question diet because it's like, I want this cake, is it true?
1: Yeah.
0: Is is very powerful. But any desire, any any story yeah. is 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 better off with inquiry. Yeah. Because I find when I'm overeating, it's because what are we doing? We're unconscious, we're being zombies.
2: And there are people on um, fasting on um, all over the world it's such a big deal and mm-hmm. and they're doing these fasts and and if they let's say I, I need food is it true? forget the fasting thing but i i need I need food is it true and then you played that all the way out and you died, how would you know you died mm. <laughs> So it's just that it continues. Mm. Um, and it's amazing how the people around you would would um, encourage you to eat and um, and even force feed you if necessary, in some scenarios. and because we have a fear of of death, a fear of hunger and so um the question is it true can healthfully take you to a state of of mind a state of understanding where you don't have to play it out to the end but you 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 know at some point you have what you need mm. and i don't know that people haven't played that out to the death but they would never know it
1: mm.
2: you um and so they wouldn't get to see the end.
0: That's right. Like you with the, the gun in your belly, which any other interviewer, I feel like, would have asked you for more details on that.
2: <laughs> it's, an, it's, it's how I'd have to go to the end. I'd have to miss now. Yeah. So I just, and I don't want to miss the beloved. You know, the man with the gun, it's just earth school. Mm. And, oh. and, and it doesn't mean I'm not proactively, you know, if I could outrun a bullet, it doesn't mean I would not have run. Mm. Especially if I had his welfare in mind. Mm. And when you, you know, when you, this sounds very odd. Pete, what a discussion. But <laughs> I have no life. So mm. he is my only concern.
0: Mm. No, and, I think that sounds beautiful. Yeah. yeah. And then when you have no life, you have no death. We're talking a lot about death. Is it's it impossible to die? That's what I was going to say. It, it, I don't want to make it a leading question, but I'm trying to be helpful is the idea that we are being itself, we're manifestations of being itself, and that can't really go
2: anywhere. Well, I'd have to have a life to say I had a life. So I have a life. I just said I have a life. That's my life. It's Mm. gone. Mm.
0: Mm -hmm. And if you wake up somewhere and you go, I'm dead, then you're still there.
2: Uh, For all I know.
0: <laughs> oh wow! What, do you have a belief on that? Uh, do you Buddhism is a reincarnation system? Is there a feeling that this is just sort of a swirling, colorful <laughs> painting that keeps yeah. going in and in? Heard and
2: you in? say or colorful, mm. and that was one life, and. Now I'm talking to you. That's another life. And you just put your head rested on your hand, and that's another life. So Mm. lifetimes and lifetimes and lifetimes.
1: Mm.
2: I remember having breakfast with Stephen. That's one lifetime. So Mm. lifetimes are what comes to mind of the not now. Wow. Something earlier, too, about... um, Sadness and um, sadness and something, but mm, anyway, it, it's gone.
0: that that life is gone.
2: Yeah <laughs> as they all are.
0: <laughs> it's just cascading water. Wow, what fun. I have two silly questions and then and then you can go be with uh, Stephen.
2: Well, <laughs> oh, that's a good one.
0: Yeah, that's a good life. Um, I'm always curious what music seems to resonate with, like with your state of being. Like, what do you throw on if you're listening to music?
2: Oh gosh, um, Ice gosh, Cube, so so much. Oh really? Oh my gosh, yes. Um, oh my gosh, uh, gosh. What a question. It's like my mind just is filled.
0: I said Ice Cube is a joke. I suppose it could be Ice Cube. Who's to oh, say you yeah. can't enjoy uh, yes. anything? Yeah. I guess I'm over here being like, it must be Enya, but it could be Metallica.
2: What, who, who, who am I to say? Uh, Metallica's a little heavy for me. but um, Oh, no. But I'll, I'll just um I'll just tone it down a little and i'm all over it but i just can't think of particular right now um but you,
0: but you enjoy music it's not oh like my, something
2: oh my gosh yes oh, oh good my, oh my gosh i um it's such a it's such a part of my life mm. i think i enjoy music in general so much that i can't land on one thing in the moment
0: I think you and people like you have taught me one time, I'll never forget it. I was in an airport and I was maybe an hour early, just too early. And my impulse was to get on my phone or something, but I sat in this chair in the San Francisco airport and listened to the, the music of the San Francisco airport. Yeah. And it was just, I think it's what we're talking about in my experience. That's what we're talking about is going, wait a minute. I'm the only set of ears that can just sit here and hear what the food court mixing with the foot traffic, mixing with the planes, music, it was, and it was one show only for (laughs) one person. Yeah. I was the ears of the universe in that moment. There might've been others, but But
2: only only you could hear that song
0: from that spot. Yeah. Just as, as we're the ones, whatever you're hearing. Yes. What you're hearing. It's so beautiful. And then my last question, I always ask everybody, um, I'm going to ask you to have a daydream and remember something. But can you remember a time in your life where you laughed very, very hard?
2: When I laughed?
0: Very hard.
2: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, On the floor, when the cockroach crawled over my foot, it was the deepest, most – it was amazing – And I can tell you, I laugh from like the depth of me often. Oh, my gosh. So often. And it's one of my favorite things because I don't alter it or um, tamper with it. I just let it be its Mm. fullest. And, you know, I say sadness has a right to life. Laughter has a right to life. And I don't
0: oppose either. Hmm. I, I'm not surprised at all. And I think that's one of the things that I want to encourage people to check you out is it's so funny. Waking uh. up is so funny. And when you laugh like a baby or if a dog could laugh, you're laughing like a dog, like just yeah. a uh, perfect
2: that is hilarious.
0: body laugh. Yeah, and that is what is coming through you in your work, and I'm so grateful for you. Thank you.
2: Oh, you are so welcome. And and um, I can't think of better medicine for a comedian <laughs> to life as as um, as you shared it so clearly and beautifully. Mm. It's funny.
0: It is funny. You are in the comedy business. Don't let anyone tell you you're a spiritual anything. You are a comedian as far as this one is concerned. So thank you. We end with the guest. This is very silly. There's no deeper meaning to it. We have the guest say the catchphrase. It's how we sign off. If you, this is so absurd, let's just enjoy it. If you would say keep it crispy, that's how we say goodbye.
2: So keep it, keep it crispy. (laughs) 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 <laughs> don't <forget> the crispy. <laughs> that was it that
0: was by that was katie saying keep it crispy i can't believe oh, it what a what a beautiful and kind world we're in today thank you
2: how much fun thank so you for
0: being fun. such a joy to this world you too i sincerely mean it i thank Ooh. you from the depth of my heart